Today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to do probably what would amount to being an interview of myself. I'm going to answer the top seven questions that people ask me day in and day out and give the answers to those seven questions. Welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I am a food truck business coach, author of five food truck vending books, including Food Truck 101 and Food Truck 201. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So question number one, what is the focus of your business? Basically what I do is coach food truck owners, food trailer owners, hot dog cart owners, how to maximize their time and then put more money into their personal bank accounts. And we do that in a lot of different processes. We can start from the very beginning, helping them get their permits and their licenses, helping them to find a place to set up and sell their food from how to price their menu so that it can make a whole bunch of money and still be competitive with their competition and other food trucks in their area. We go through marketing, we go through social media, we go through how to analyze an event. Pretty much every aspect of operating a profitable food truck is something that we are able to teach our folks how to do. I get asked, how did I get started in the food truck industry as a career? I started in 1977, back when I was still in college, and I just needed really to pay for my college because my parents didn't have a whole lot of money. So I took a job so that I could pay for my own books and the tuition and all that. And the job that I got was at a fast food restaurant that had just opened up. And it was one of the favorite restaurants that uh, my dad and I used to go to and they sold roast beef sandwiches. This particular location had been owned by a corporation and had morphed it into different restaurants over the the number of years that they owned. It started out as a burger chef. If you guys remember that, they did flame broiled burgers. Then they changed it to what was called Jack's Roast Beef, J-A-X. And then it became Rick's Roast Beef, R-I-X. And then it went back to a burger chef for a number of years. And my dad really, really liked going there because their soda fountains were mixed incorrectly. So when you bought a Coca-Cola, it was a little bit more sweet than it should have been. And dad just loved going there and getting that extra sweet Coke. So we would often go there after I would uh, get out of school. The junior high wasn't too far away from Burger Chef. And we would go down there. Well, the Burger Chef changed again and became Rack's Restaurants. And I applied with them when they were in their remodeling phase. They were going from the Burger Chef to the Rack's. And they actually interviewed me sometime in August of 1977. But for whatever reason, and I still don't know the reason, they didn't hire me. Then, right before Christmas, on Christmas Eve, I got a phone call. Answered the phone, and they asked me if I would come down for an interview Christmas Eve. They said, we know it's Christmas Eve, but if you you have the time, could you come down? So I went down, had the interview, and they hired me, and I started on December 26, 1977. And I stayed in the industry since then. I became a manager for Racks, worked for them in about 13, 14 years. Then I went to Wendy's for several years, did Hardee's, did Burger King for a bunch of years, worked at Whataburger, worked at McDonald's, did a lot of the different fast food restaurants. And my preferred position in all those restaurants was to be a trainer. At the corporate level, I was training all the management 
to run all the restaurants. From your perspective, how is the food truck industry doing at this point? And if it's growing, what is making it grow? The food truck industry in general is growing massively for a couple of different reasons. One is a result of COVID. A lot of people lost their jobs. A lot of people got disillusioned or disenchanted with their job, realizing that the corporations that they work for really didn't care about them as people, and they decided to go their own way. And a lot of people are getting into selling food because it's something easy. Most people know how to cook their own food. And at some point in their lives, they've probably been complimented on how good their food is. And they go ahead and jump into the food truck industry because it's a low entry level. You can literally start with next to nothing and build yourself up into a full-fledged food truck and drive around downtown areas and sell food. So from my perspective, I think that the industry is not oversaturated. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, we're getting too many food trucks. It's oversaturated. Well, that's just not the case. In the late 70s, early 80s, Rack's Restaurants started growing at a massive rate. And we were still a tiny company. And we were growing essentially one restaurant every week. And we did that for a number of years. But at the same time that we were doing that, so was Wendy's International. And so was other restaurant chains. And every year we would hear, oh, the industry's getting oversaturated. There's a restaurant on every corner. It's never going to survive too many restaurants. And we heard that year after year after year. But yet, there's still restaurants that are starting and being very successful. Food trucks, you got to think about them as being a neighborhood eatery. Their radius of operation is only going to be a, a handful of miles at most. And even the ones that move around to different events, the event is what drives people to the food truck. It's not the existence of that food truck. So we're nowhere near saturation. And the good thing about new people coming into the industry, it makes the old people either get better or get out food industry, food truck industry for is going to be around for a long time. From your daily interaction with food truck clients, what are some of the top challenges they're dealing with? I talk to, on average, about eight people a day, and they have challenges that range from they don't know how to generate enough cash to pay for the bills, to where am I going to set up, to I can't price my menu. There's a lot of different challenges, and it depends upon the, the person and then the area that they live in. There's some really big markets like Houston, for instance. There seem to be thousands of food trucks. Almost every convenience store has one or two or three sitting on their parking lot. But the challenge is, is how do we compete with those two or three food trucks sitting on that same parking lot? And it really boils down to the four pillars of any food business, and that's quality, service, cleanliness, and community. So quality speaks to the menu. Got to have quality food. We got to assemble it in a quality manner. We got to hold it so it's going to be wholesome and delicious. And then we sell it. The service has to be fast and friendly. Has to be fast and friendly. I cannot stress that enough. We always hear people that say, yeah, I cooked to order. People don't mind waiting 20, 30 minutes. And that may be true, but they can't come back to your food truck that frequently because they don't always have 20 or 30 minutes to waste while you're fooling around trying to cook a hamburger. Speed matters. Friendliness matters. Then the cleanliness. The food truck's got to be clean. It's got to look appealing, not only inside where you're cooking the food, but from the outside. You don't need to have cluttered wraps. You don't need to have stickers everywhere that says you're sold out of this and that. Have a nice, neat, organized way to let people know that there's a product you don't have on the menu. You want to look professional because people remember that. And even though they might come back again, they've always got in the back of their mind, there's something a little bit off there. And they don't frequent you as much. You don't become their top choice. You just become the convenient choice. And then there's community. Community is the building up of your, not only the, your loyal guests, but actually being a part of the civic community. 
So you're doing fundraisers and you're doing charity events and you're doing things to help the community. And then, like I said, the beginning part of the community is building your network. The loyal, raving fans are going to come back to see you time and time again. You've got to have those built up. So that's social media and that's also just marketing in general. And those are two distinct things. A lot of people conflate marketing with social media. Marketing is doing things to help increase your sales, and it's going to be, in a lot of cases, a lot more physical activity. You're going to have to go introduce yourself. You're going to have to go talk to people. You're going to have to post up menus. You're going to have to shake hands and kiss babies like a politician. It's vastly different than social media where you're sitting at a keyboard and typing away for 15 or 20 minutes. All of those activities are the challenges that food trucks face. They don't handle all four of those things, quality, service, cleanliness, and community, in a consistent manner to be able to put that money in the bank. From your perspective, are food truck operators embracing technology more, or is technology limited? Food truck owners and operators, all the way down to tent vendors, are embracing technology as much as they possibly can. Are we seeing it across the board? No, we're not, because there's really two issues. Number one is cost. Everything has to be cost-effective and make sense for the operator to engage in that particular technology. And then the other issue is just the learning curve. Some bits of technology have a lot more learning curve than others. Some food truck owners struggle with getting a website built and designed. Other food truck owners have no problem creating that website, but they can't figure out how to get people to place an order and then have it come through their POS system so they know that the order's been placed and they can make the food. So it's just all a matter about learning. And that's one of the things that I do in my coaching sessions. We talk about the technology that makes sense for the vendor and then also makes financial sense because you can't take advice without seeing how it fits into the entire puzzle of the business. What advice would you give to someone that's considering launching a food truck? That's really a daily question. There's always somebody that wants some help on starting their food truck. Where do they need to go? What do they need to look up? Where do they need to do the research? The first thing I tell people, two things you got to have nailed down before you spend $1 on equipment, before you even really start shopping for equipment, because that's easy. But the hard part is being able to make money with that food truck or food trailer. And the way you make money is to start at the beginning. You got to do your research. You got to see how much it costs you to get into the business. You got to see exactly all the red tape you got to deal with, because a lot of people quit before they even get that far. But if they bought a trailer or they bought a truck and then start looking it up, now they're committed and they're not going to be as enthusiastic about the business and they're not going to make money, which means that food truck or food trailer is just going to be on the market at the end of the season. So do the research. See how much it costs. See what the red tape is. See what the challenges your local government is going to prevent or present to you when it comes to operating a mobile food business. Then the second thing you got to nail down before you ever do any kind of shopping for equipment is what your menu going to be, and then how you're cooking that menu, how you're holding it, how you're prepping it, how much refrigeration do you need, do you need freezer space, what kind of hot holding equipment do you need. All of those questions got to be answered before you get on any website and start shopping. Because when you go to a website, most likely you're going to be connected with a salesperson. And that salesperson goal is not for you to be profitable. It's for them to sell you a food truck. And they're going to say, what's on your menu? And then you start listing off everything you know how to cook. And they're going to say, yeah, that's awesome. We will sell you all this equipment so you can cook every single bit of that. Because every little bit of equipment that they put on that truck jacks up the price, increases their commission, and now they've got you in a super expensive food truck or food trailer, and you still don't know the first thing about where am I going to set up, where am I going to do events, how am I going to market, do I even have a business plan? 
So you got to do the research. You got to have that menu. You got to know what the equipment's going to be before you ever start shopping. So that's always my advice. Do the basics. And then the last thing I always ask somebody is why do you want to get in to this business? Because the why has to be so solid, so motivational that when you hit those stumbling blocks of, oh my goodness, I can't set up past nine o'clock because my city has an ordinance against that. How are you going to overcome that? Because if your why is a little flimsy, yeah, I'm just doing it for a side hustle. The first hiccup you have, that little side hustle turns into a piece of equipment sitting in your driveway that's mocking you every time you walk out of the door to go back to your full-time job because you can't make money on your food truck. And then you eventually put that food truck up for sale and you essentially turn yourself into an equipment flipper rather than a food truck owner. So what are some common mistakes and missteps that you see food truck operators making and how can those be avoided? The most common misstep is too big of a menu. I talk to, again, about eight people a day, and usually two to three of those people I talk to are brand new. And our first conversation is, when do you pick up the food truck or food trailer? Because I got to know how much time we're working with before they pick up the thing. A lot of cases, they've already got it. So they're behind the eight ball. Because you have a piece of equipment, a very expensive piece of equipment, sitting, not making money for you. So that's a huge mistake. Then I ask them, what are you going to be selling? And then they list off 10, 15, 20 items that they're going to sell. I want to sell this and I want to sell this. I get writer's cramp writing down their menu. Your menu for a food truck needs to be small. It needs to be very lean. It needs to have a lot of cross utilization of all the different products. And it needs to be easy for someone to step up and read three or four at most five items to be able to make their decision. When you have a menu that has 30 items on it, it's going to take your guests several minutes to read through the menu before they decide what they want, which slows you way down. Small menu, a tight menu, one that makes sense for your area, one that you can execute quickly, one that requires very minimal storage space because you don't have a full walk-in cooler and freezer like you do when you come out of a restaurant. A lot of people that come from the restaurant industry into a food truck understand they have smaller space but they don't translate that to their menu because they're a chef and i know how to cook x y and z and i'm awesome at it but x y and z has 30 ingredients each so now you have 90 ingredients on that truck and where are you going to put them so you got to understand the menu the limitations of a food truck and then you got to market that's the other most common mistake that i hear this time of year i get a lot of people that enlist my services that have been open for about a year and now they're into the winter and this is the first winter that they're facing and this year was particularly cold in December and a lot of places around the country it was extremely cold to the point where people weren't getting out and these food truck operators that were living off of cash flow suddenly had that cash flow stop and they don't have any sales and that misstep is because they didn't set money aside when they had the really great months in the summertime to get through the lean months of the winter and then say you haven't been marketing because the summer and the the fall very pleasant weather lots of people coming it was awesome you always have to market no matter how busy you are you have to continue to market so that people always have you top of mind if you wait until the sales start to slow down to market you have a struggle getting your name in front of people and then getting them to remember your name over all the other food trucks and all the other food businesses that are advertising so those are some of the, the common mistakes. And I can talk for another 15 minutes on how we can help you to be successful. But if you really want to be successful, just click one of the links in the description below. Go to my calendar page and set a time to talk to me. We can get your business going right.
Thank you so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button or follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels, from brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you with your food truck. And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.